We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Fabulous friends and you sweet, sweet souls. I'm so honored to be spending part of our day together here on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. So are you ready to wake up to the truth of who you are? And do you know who the truth of you are really is? Years ago, I was in immense pain and I had no idea who I was or why I was here. I manifested everything I thought I needed to be happy a rich, famous fiance, red carpets, award shows, and yet I experienced anxiety, anguish, and clinical depression. I finally uttered a prayer and asked for help. And when I was ready, my teachers appeared. I ended up at a school on Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica, California, called the University of Santa Monica. This is where I started learning the principles of spiritual psychology. And I have to say, life started to make a lot more sense. Today, I do know who I am and why I'm here. And with this comes a profound sense of joy. And I'm thrilled to share with you my most influential spiritual teachers, the ones that made this crazy place called planet Earth make sense. They helped usher me back to my soul self and fanned the flame of my inner light. And I'm confident they can do the same for you. We are here with Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick. They are the founding faculty and co-directors of the University of Santa Monica, where they have designed, developed, and facilitated educational programs for the past 35 years. They are renowned educators, facilitators of awakening in consciousness, and worldwide leaders in the field of spiritual psychology. Both are licensed marriage and family therapists, and Mary is a licensed clinical psychologist. They are the authors of two remarkable books called Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology, and the second one, Remembering the Light Within, A Course in Soul-Centered Living. So Dr. Ron and Mary, thank you for being here on Empower Radio. Well, what fun. I, I, I really appreciated what you had to say. I couldn't wait to meet these people myself. <laughs> And Tammy, it's just an honor to be with you. And, you know, what's so beautiful to us is the way that you have taken your education, integrated it within your own consciousness, and turned to be of service to so many. And I just love how you present the material in a way that is accessible, digestible, comprehensive, and you really did completely transform my life. I mean, I had to implement the principles, but you shared them with me in such an elegant fashion. And I do thank you profusely, almost daily, for uh, the transformation that is my life. And I'm so excited to share you with my listeners because I want them to be able to experience you and this wisdom for themselves. So I love your new book, Remembering the Light Within, because it does make these principles so um, accessible. People can pick up this book and learn a lot of what I learned in the classrooms with you. So can you tell me a little bit about why you wrote it and what the title means, Remembering the Light Within? Well, this book came out of... um a process. We had developed an online course at the university for, it was an eight-week offering 
We had people from around the world subscribe and take it. And when it completed, I said to the woman who's our director of online education, what else can we offer them? And we came up with this idea that we would create a little program called 33 Days of Awakening that would give them some basic information, a bit of inspiration, and a practice that they could do each day for 33 days. And when we completed that, we realized that it was a powerful program, but it um, was a lot for people to digest in a relatively short period of time. Mm -hmm. And maybe a few weeks later, we were having dinner with our longtime friend, Ariana Huffington, and her sister, Agape, just giving each other updates of what we were doing. And when I mentioned 33 Days of Awakening, Ariana became very interested in it, and she decided that she wanted to offer it to a segment of the readership of the Huffington Post. And so we did that offering. We had over 20,000 people in 138 countries um, subscribe to the offering, which was very exciting to us. Mm -hmm. It was beyond anything we had anticipated. And... When, when that finished, I said to Ron, you know, I feel called to expand this material into a book, and I sent the offering to read Tracy with uh, a letter to Hay House asking about his interest, and he wrote back right away. He said, Mary, we would love to do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the, the book got started. And the, the title really came as an inspiration. One of the foundational principles of spiritual psychology is we are divine beings having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And the challenge for most of us is that we have forgotten that piece of awareness. We, uh, when people come onto the planet, basically at age five or six, the veil of forgetfulness drops, and people are no longer aware of God, no longer aware of their soul. Some people may be somewhat more aware than others. And so the principles and practices of spiritual psychology, as you said, are very practical. They're the kinds of things that people can utilize in their everyday life and they also help people remember who they really are. And that is, as far as we're concerned, and I know you know this, really what it is that we're doing here. It's not only that we're having a human experience, it's uh, more accurate to say that we're using a human experience, and uh, then people will ask, well, for what? And the answer to that question is for remembering who or what we are. And that's the whole impetus of our work, and that really is the basis of this book. The reason it went from uh, 33 days to the 26-chapter idea was because we were getting feedback from people that were saying, we can't possibly do, I mean, it's just there's too much in here. You can't do some of these things in one day and then go on to the next day and think it's complete. Right. Yes. And so when we, when we turned it into the book, uh, we, we originally thought it would go to 52 chapters and we would do one, one thing uh, a week. But even, even that was, was uh, 
rich. And so, and and the chapters just started to develop into down to 26. And we said, well, that's that would indicate feedback that's telling us that each chapter doing it for two weeks would turn it into a year-long course. And I must tell you that I defy anybody to do this book the way it's written uh, in two-week intervals over a year-long period and not have their life change dramatically. Right. And it really will. You guys said... It really takes a while to rewire, and you wouldn't recommend trying to do um, too much too quickly. It's not really good for us. So it is to be, um, it is good to be patient. And you say um, healing is a process, not an event. And I think it really is about being patient with ourselves as we are rewiring. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, the rewiring analogy is very accurate because the, the more, uh, let's call it aware, the more we remember Another word would be the more we awaken, the more we're enlightened. Those words all really mean the same thing. The more spiritual become, that would be another way to say it. Uh, you, we literally are running a greater amount of spiritual energy through our system. This is why when uh, very spiritual people talk, there's a quality in when they speak that uh, it's not just the information it's the energy that the information is riding on that is really the most important thing. And, you know, Tammy, my experience is it takes people time to change their way of looking at themselves and looking at their life. You know, ego-centered eyes sometimes can be judgmental eyes. We're caught in the duality of good, bad, right, wrong. And it takes time to open the eyes of our heart and begin to look through those eyes, the eyes that are more accepting, more compassionate, and more open to learning and to utilizing our experiences in service to our awakening, to shift really from the consciousness of the victim to someone who recognizes, yes, Things happen in life, but I have a choice. I have a choice about how I'm going to relate with myself. I have a choice I'm going to have in terms of how I relate to what happened and to the other people involved. And that shift makes all the difference. Yes, it really does change everything. And something you guys taught me about, you teach about, you speak of, that it was so helpful for me, and I want you to be able to share it with our listeners, is the soul line versus the goal line. Because so often in life, we, there's things we want. There's d desires, intentions, hopes, dreams on the goal line. But you speak of the bigger picture and the soul line. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. You know, really, this is something that uh, has evolved in the not-too-distant past. I mean, people used to be much more aware of the spiritual realities, let's call it. And it all started, really, with the Industrial Revolution. And, uh, and from there, life started to become more about the, what we call the goal line. It's an out-there orientation. It's an accumulation of experiences and stuff that we, we have learned and we have been taught that will fulfill our lives. 
And what we have found in, uh, over the years is that that is not where people were really disturbed. We know a lot of really wealthy people, and I'm sure you do too, who are some of the most miserable people that, uh, that we've ever met. Yes. Uh, accumulation of stuff out there does not do it. I mean, if you're very poor and, you, uh, and your income increases you know, up to, I think, the mean in this country is $70,000 for a family of four, that makes a difference. But, you know, the research clearly shows beyond that, you could go from 70000 to $7 million. It makes absolutely no difference in your own sense of fulfillment. So fulfillment is coming from someplace else. And this is where you come into the soul line. The soul line is inner process. The soul line is the, the depth of our ability to come from that place that is our essence. And we talk about moving up the soul line. And what we simply mean is that we, we can, as we heal all of the what we call unresolved issues that stem from a life lived on with a goal line orientation, we heal these things, we tend to become more awake. The more awake we become, the more we experience the loving essence of who we are, the more our life just seems to change. And our orientation changes. And it's this way of seeing that makes all the difference. And this is very, very, very important. And that's what spiritual psychology is all about. You know, what I would add to that, Tammy, it's like in spiritual psychology, we emphasize um, the value of physical world reality and the people's relationships, their career, life purpose, health, finances. And our work is designed to help people enhance the quality of their life on that level. Mm -hmm. And we also emphasize the work of awakening, of resolving the unresolved emotional material that we have within our consciousness, of examining our beliefs, and interpretations of reality and discovering those places where we're, we have misunderstandings and we've made misidentifications of who we are. And, and doing that inner work helps people dissolve the barriers, as Rumi spoke about them, that really block us from the awareness of the love that we are. And as people learn to do this inner work, then they, they elevate on the soul line. They become more aware of their loving nature. They become more aware that they actually are the presence of love, that they don't need to be seeking for love out there, that the presence of love is their essential nature and that they can abide and reside in that state of awareness and consciousness more and more and more of the time. And really, probably the most challenging thing at the beginning for most people is to consider that possibility that there is a whole other way of being in the world and of seeing. Um, William James talked about this as cleansing the lens of perception. 
And the lens of perception is very, very, very important. We must learn to start to look at things in a different way. And that changes everything. It really does. Um, you have a great quote in your book. As you change your story by taking responsibility for your inner environment and applying love to the places inside where hurt, there is hurt or disturbance, you awaken more fully into your essential loving nature. In doing so, you transform your inner environment, and lo and behold, your outer experiences follow suit. That pretty much sums it up. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> you did say it. <laughs> yes. Well, it, and it's so it, it's so accurate in our personal experience and the work that we've done with students for these past 35 years, Tammy, that when people can become more aware of their judgments and the misunderstandings and misinterpretations that they've made, and then the associated emotional material that goes with that, that they can bring loving to those misunderstandings. They can really clear them up, and they can apply loving to the places inside where there is hurt or disappointment or resentment or anger. They can heal, and it is so liberating. And, you know, it's important to understand by love when we talk about love, we're not talking about uh, some emotional uh, attraction uh, that is very often confused with um, when people talk about loving, oh, I fell in love with this person. That's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about an inner sense where no matter what is going on in your world, no matter, no matter what you see, no matter what things are happening, there is a sense of completion, a sense of presence, a sense of okayness about it all. It's a peaceful place inside. It's yes. a place where your peace is not disturbed regardless of anything that's going on out in the world. It's very beautiful, and this is why uh, poets and saints and sages have talked about that um, you know, from the beginning of time, the only thing that's really different in what we're saying is, uh, hey, everybody, it's not just for saints and sages. We've come to the place in the evolution of humanity where it's available for everyone. And why waste any more time? Let's just go for it. And we refer to that level of consciousness as the authentic self. And it's a state of consciousness that's really beyond duality. And as Ron said, the, the experience there is one of acceptance and peace, of joy and love. And we access incredible inner knowing and inner wisdom. Yes, and I believe fulfillment comes from that. It's not yes. acquiring anything. It's living from that connection to source and that space of love within. Yes. yes. Yeah, and that's why the name of my show is Journey to Center. That's right. I Be love able to that. live from the eye of the storm despite anything and everything that's happening around us. To have Absolutely. that sense of love and connection. Yes. So um, it really is to me what you speak of and teach about is discovering and experiencing for ourselves what it means to enter and live from that spiritual context, from that place of authentic power and um, connection to our soul and source. It's giving up the victim consciousness, which is, it's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. See, and it, the reason it's hard to do is because 
when we play the victim, the big advantage is that we're absolved from taking responsibility for what's yes. going on because we can blame it on outside circumstances that appear to be outside of our control. And, and uh, you know, I mean, that's a very nice, tidy system. The only problem is it doesn't work because you're no, still doesn't. left with, with the disturbance and you're still left with all of the ramifications of the victimhood. Yeah, I, uh, I loved my victim story. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I could get almost anybody to feel sorry for me. But after, you know, <laughs> replaying that for three or four years, I stumbled into this classroom with you guys. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to start telling a different story. It was hard to let it go. Yeah. yeah. But I realized there was there was not going to be any peace, fulfillment, happiness or what I really wanted as long as long as I had that story. And I mean, it's compelling. I want my story, but I want to be happy. <laughs> I want yeah. to have my cake and eat it too, but we really have to choose what do you want and what do you want the most. Yes, right. and by relinquishing the victim story, it, there is so much empowerment that comes from it, and in relinquishing it, you let go of the crystallized thoughts and feelings associated with it, and so you start attracting a different kind of different kind of people to you, different mm -hmm. kinds of experiences that are so much more in harmony mm -hmm. with the, the joy and the fulfillment and the authentic happiness that uh, most people are truly seeking. That's so true. And you said something recently, Mary, because I'm back in the classroom with you guys because I can't get enough truth and wisdom. <laughs> um, you said when we do our healing work, we remove the boulders then the cinder blocks, then the bricks, then the stones, then the gravel, then the sand. I feel like I'm working on sand now. Yes. Um, but it, it is, it's, again, it's a process. It's, uh, it's a journey. It is. And, it's a process. It's lifelong. You know, as yes. long as we're in a body, there is opportunity to become more aware. And I love that because it doesn't mean we reach a certain plateau and that's it. We're done. But rather that, and to me that's part of the excitement and aliveness mm -hmm. of this work, is that we are eternal traveling consciousness, and there is the opportunity to, uh, um, once we let go of some of the bigger rocks, the bigger boulders, and we mm -hmm. get down to, <clears throat> let's say, the gravel, and then eventually to the sand, it becomes a lot more subtle, but that's also part of what will help us become more aware of the subtle energies of spirit. That will be part of what will help us shift our internal operating system so that we are experiencing more of the divine connection and yes. more of the inspiration, more of the inner knowing and wisdom as opposed to being ruled by ego mind operating in the duality of right wrong and our limited beliefs, we really open up more to experience that which is. Yes. And I think it's a way that we can be engaged with and dance with the divine and bring heaven to earth. Absolutely. When I no. find it so interesting, we come from unity into this space of um, place and space of duality. And then hopefully if we're, if we're diligent and committed, we bring unity to this place of duality. We bring heaven to earth. 
Well, and our experiences as people awaken more into the awareness of love, very often there's a yearning for a deeper communion with spirit, a yes. deeper communion with the soul, with the divine. And so very often they're drawn to spend more time in the silence, to spend time in nature where they can have that deeper experience of communion and ultimately of reunion, of knowing this is who I am. I am the love. I am my spiritual essence. Mm, Beautiful. Well, Ron and Mary, we just have a couple of minutes left here. So can you please share with our audience, our friends here, where they can find out more about the University of Santa Monica, about you guys and your books and Remembering the Light Within? Going to the University of Santa Monica.edu, going to that website, you can get information about programs and offerings at USM. You can also uh, get information about where to order the book. That sums it up. <laughs> Ron, you've been so quiet. We have, about a, we, have, we have about a minute. Do you have any final words of wisdom? Is there anything else you want to share with our audience before we we um, wrap up? And, and I'm so excited to get you on a show for next week again, too. But uh, anything else that you want to share, Ron? Yes. If you, want to, if you want to be a force for peace, then don't go at it by being against anything. Go at it by becoming more peaceful and work from there. Mm, So beautiful. Yes to that. So thank you again, Dr. Ron, Dr. Mary Holnick. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you to my listeners. It's always such a joy and privilege to connect with you and hear from you. Be in touch. TammyBPhD.com. You're in our heart and prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.